0: Sometimes Christmas people, they're there in our lives because of an issue that goes way, way back. They could be an auntie, they could be a parent, they could be a sibling, they could be a nephew, a cousin, they could even be a work colleague, a neighbour, but it's something that happened years ago and it's never been resolved between you and them. And yet you feel like you have to resolve it over Christmas, that it should, you know, at times you feel the weight of responsibility, whether you feel that it was your fault or their fault, because of the way God works in us through his spirit, occasionally we feel that twinge that I should go and actually fix the problem. God expects me to put it right if I can do that. But then when you next see them, they've either forgotten about it, they don't care about it. You may have tried to bring it up with them to try and fix it and they sort of brush it off like, what are you worried about that for? Like, Or they actually, you get into another argument with them. Have you ever tried to fix something and it gets worse? Don't you love Christmas? It's a fantastic time of year, isn't it? Christmas people, were about to see them. Now, your personal experience with Christmas people might be unique and specific to your circumstance, but the dynamic, the emotion, the responsibility that we have as followers of Jesus is the same for all of us. We're all actually pretty much the same. So while your story or journey is a little bit unique and individual, the dynamic of what you face today probably in a few hours or maybe at dinner time or boxing day tomorrow, Christmas just has a way of surfacing Christmas people in our lives that makes it a little bit more difficult. And you know what we end up doing? We pretend. You'll spend the next few hours over (laughs) lunch with Christmas people pretending that everything's all right. We actually sort of, we somehow hope it'll get fixed because we don't want to mention, you know, the war, so to speak, but. We pretend that everything's not as bad as it is or was, and so we just avoid the subject or we don't talk about it. So even though there's a part of you that knows it should be sorted out and God wants reconciliation, we think of these words, particularly on Christmas Day, but somehow every time we go to do it, it's just way too emotional. You, feel o- you sort of feel flooded, overwhelmed. You sort of hit a wall. And even though maybe today's not the not the day to put it right with a conversation, but when you've tried to in the past, it's just too difficult because of the overwhelming emotions that can flood us, and we agonise over it. And I don't know if you like me. I role play it out in my head. You ever do that? The conversation you're going to have with somebody who you need to put something right with. So whether they they offended you or you offended them, it does. I'm not really worried so much who's responsible, who initiated it, but the issue is all of us have a responsibility as Christ followers to put it right at some stage. And so when you play it out in your head, this is often how it goes. They always accept responsibility and humbly apologize to you. Is that you ever had those conversations in your head? No? That must be a bit strange. But the reality is far from different from what the role play is in your mind, right? Because it never goes that way. And so we're just we don't push through. And to make matters worse. Often, they don't care. And even though you're carrying the weight of it, they don't really care. So here's the one thing that I want you to know. And go to the next slide for me, Sam. Thanks. The one thing I want you to know is forgiveness trumps justice every time. If you just remember that phrase, that's all I want you to do today, and take it with you to lunch, dinner, boxing day, family gatherings, and holiday season, Forgiveness is greater than justice. Now, we have this great sort of sense of injustice when we're wronged. And we should have a sense of injustice. I'm not going to minimise the sense of justice and the need for justice. But what I want to focus on just very briefly is as you go to these family gatherings where things may come to the surface, just remember forgiveness will trump justice every single time. Not that justice is not important, but if we learn one thing from baby Jesus, this innocent, vulnerable child laying in a feeding trough for animals, a manger, is that God sent his son for us not to get us to experience his justice because we've wronged him, but so we could experience his forgiveness. And in that baby, Jesus took upon himself the injustices that we've done against his father. And so if, you, if we learn anything from the Christmas story, it's that forgiveness trumps justice, is greater than justice, is more important than justice, is more practical than justice. Every single time, in every single relationship that you experience a Christmas person, forgiveness is stronger than justice so wonder what you would prefer would you prefer if you had a choice between the two would you prefer forgiveness or justice now the last few months I knew I was going to talk on this particular phrase forgiveness trumps justice and so I asked myself that question I often talk to myself but don't tell anyone that and you know what I realized I think you'll relate to this The answer to the question if i had a choice greg would you prefer forgiveness or would you prefer justice you know what i realized well it depends it depends on whether i was the victim or i was the perpetrator if i was the victim what do you think i want oh i want justice that's unfair that's not right something's got to be done about that how dare that person treat me that way why would they speak to me that way i was misunderstood that's not what i intended to say We're we're so focused on justice when we have been victimized, misunderstood, mistreated, trodden on, taken advantage of. But guess what? When we've hurt somebody, whether intentionally or unintentional, which one do you think we prefer? Which one do you think Greg prefers? Oh, forgiveness. I need forgiveness, man. Because I'm broken, you know, I stuff up, I say the wrong thing. Sometimes it's, it's, it's unintentional. Sometimes I'm, it's, it's intentional because I'm angry or upset and I do something that I shouldn't or I say something that I shouldn't. And so the answer to the question, if you had a choice, which one would you prefer, I think comes out of the fact of which one we think is our greatest felt need. So, when we have wronged others, we want forgiveness. But when... Someone has wronged us. We want justice, and sometimes I think justice. We use that word a little bit loosely. We actually really mean retaliation, punishment. We want them to feel what we've felt, which is not—it's not real. That's not real justice, you know. Could, we won't go into a, a real technical definition of justice, but that's you know we use that word a little bit loosely. I think sometimes because it, when we when we're focused on it, when we feel so wounded and hurt and sometimes we've been carrying this wound for year after year after year and and to add sort of insult to injury the other person doesn't even care or has forgot forgotten they don't seem to even carry it we're so weighed down by it we use the word justice but what we really mean is retaliation punishment revenge we need forgiveness when we're on the receiving end of forgiveness so we can fr- we can freely offer it to other people when we know we've done the wrong thing but it feels different to us when someone's done the wrong thing to us forgiveness is easy to receive when you think you need it from the other person but it's not so easy to give to someone when you have to actually donate it to the relationship you have with the other person here's part of the issue forgiveness actually is not just a feeling it's actually a legal term that simply means you no longer hold the offence as a charge against them. That's really biblically what the word forgiveness means. Now again, like justice, forgiveness has many layers. We don't have a lot of time. It's not the right day. But forgiveness, if you could just do one thing today, if you if you meet that Christmas person in your life over lunch, just remember forgiveness is simply saying to yourself, I'm not going to hold that charge of that offence against them. You may still feel the twinge. It may still hurt emotionally. That's normal. That doesn't mean that you're not forgiving or you're not in the process of letting the offence go. And I think sometimes we equate our feelings with unforgiveness and that's not always true. Now, it can be true because some people choose not to forgive. But if you choose to let the offence go, you're in the process of forgiveness. That's what we see. Well, that's what I see in baby Jesus now here's a scripture um, go to the next slide thanks Sam it's one of my favourite verses justice and peace will kiss each other Psalm 85 so again when we think about justice we think about retaliation putting it right here's one of the complex parts of justice if I get justice for someone who has harmed me in some way I actually harm them in another way we don't we don't sort of think about this very much, but we actually disrupt any peace that we you know, the peace that we're trying to build is actually often disrupted at the time because we're exacting some sort of justice from that person. So when I was reading this this whole sort of psalm Psalm eighty five is a great psalm and that this really pictorial image that God's idea of justice is a little different to human idea of justice and that is. Justice and peace kiss each other. So in a a court of law, when justice is brought down in a legal sense, it actually disrupts peace. But in God's economy, justice and peace are about a relationship. It's not just a legality. And so when we come to understanding forgiveness, well, forgiveness is really the power of saving through an act of justice. It's actually an act of grace. It's not just getting things put right because of an offence. We can truly trust and embody the Christmas message by forgiving the people in our lives that have harmed us that we're often the so closest to, family members, parents, siblings, cousins, neighbours. They're often the ones we feel the wound so deeply. But you know what? If we practice this truth that justice is not as important as forgiveness and forgiveness will trump justice every time, if you practice that, the weight of the unforgiveness begins to dispel off your shoulders. Something in your heart changes. So God's justice, unlike ours, it's not vindictive, it's not revengeful, it's creative, transformative and it leads to real peace. Go to the last slide, thanks, Sam. And can I have the worship band come and join me as well, the worship team? So justice is greater or is it? Justice is stronger or is it? Well, I think forgiveness is. Today, as you go and have your meals, and all sorts of things will serve us in conversations and dynamics and relationships, just remember that forgiveness is stronger than justice. Forgiveness is greater than justice. Do we really have a duty to insist that justice is served in our lives? Are we not responsible for seeing the laws of the land that they are preserved? Are we not compelled to make sure that immorality, mistreatment, pain and suffering, crime, sinfulness is expunged from our lives, whether it's in our family or our culture or our world? Do we do it by legislation, by enforcement, by imprisonment, by revenge, by spitefulness, by unforgiveness? On a personal level, we feel injustice in our hearts. It happens in our homes, our relationships, our families, workplaces, neighbourhoods. When when wronged, do we just lie down and should we just take it? Do we cultivate a doormat persona and passively... Just let mean, rude, spiteful people have their way, whether they're our parents, our spouses, our children, our neighbours, our colleagues, or even a stranger. Do we let them violate and hurt us? Well, these questions are, of course, rhetorical. No answer is needed because what I'm really doing is stating a truth as a question, and that's designed to evoke in you an emotional response that you're probably having right now. When I say, should we be a doormat, you're thinking, of course not. I have rights. I don't deserve to be treated this way. No one is going to do that to me. But these type of thoughts tend to remove forgiveness from our radar. It's not that, that, that that truth is not necessarily untrue, but it's not the only truth. You have to hold both truths together at the same time. So thinking that no one's going to treat me that way just removes forgiveness from your heart. We can usually extend forgiveness when it's in our best interest or we anticipate a positive outcome. But if there is no indication that extending forgiveness will make any difference, what do we do then? What are you going to do today? Justice is a very complex matter. We live in a world of law courts determining guilt, innocence, And yet we all know it's far from black and white. It can be very grey and there's a lot of misjustice in the justice system. So if that's true for our courts, how much true could it be for our own hearts as individuals? There's so much accumulated wisdom gathered from all over the world that talks about justice. From over the centuries, humans have described it, written about it, discussed justice... We could not function without justice and the wisdom that's come from these sages, leaders that talk about it. But in our Christian heritage, following this innocent, vulnerable baby Jesus, we have a long account in the Bible of prophets, leaders, teachers, all talking about justice in the very strongest and most compelling terms. However, justice is never the last word. In all matters of wrongdoing, in all matters of when you're being mistreated, in all matters of your own sinfulness, in all matters of what's wrong with our world, in all matters of your personal relationships today over lunch, justice is never the last word. Forgiveness is always God's last word. Now, we know that because when this baby grew up, when Jesus grew up and he was crucified for us, what was his final prayer? Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Jesus' final prayer was about forgiveness, not about justice. And yet he was being treated very unjustly. So justice is never the last word. Forgiveness is always the last word. Now, I don't really have any interest in eliminating the tension between justice and forgiveness. There is a tension there. All I'm trying to do is to get you to think about what you're going to experience in the next few hours over your family meal. And when things come to the surface, just remember this baby Jesus, fully grown, his final prayer father forgive them if we can bring that into our everyday lives and even this very day at Christmas with our family and our friends even over the holiday period in all matters of our injustices both received by others on us and those that we've done to other people the last prayer of Jesus for forgiveness is the one we should live out the act of forgiveness does not eliminate justice, but it does introduce your personal responsibility to follow our Saviour in this matter, and that is to forgive those who have harmed you. We should not only pray this last prayer, we should practice its truth this Christmas Day. And as we practice this truth and pray that prayer with Jesus, Father, forgive them, you know what you do? You train your heart and your spirit to be filled with mercy and compassion and not revenge and retaliation. It's not that we don't get irritated or there's unresolved stuff, but it's making room for forgiveness in our hearts. That's what Christmas is really all about. The forgiveness we experience from God through his son Jesus is the same forgiveness he expects us to give to those Have harmed us. We live in a world that's seething with mistreatment, awash with sin. There's violence, both aggressive and passive, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families. But what I'm contending for is praying and acting out his final prayer that forgiveness should be our first response to those who demean us, hurt us, intentionally or unintentionally. Who else? Pray that prayer on this planet than followers of Jesus. Father, forgive them. And our world needs that prayer to be lived out and prayed out every single day. So, however important justice is, and it is important, forgiveness is much more important this day. The Christian living out this prayer is not an impersonal agent. You're not like a lawyer or a judge where you can forgive somebody an offence in a legal sense. It's very personal because of the wound and the emotion that you carry. But as you forgive them, you actually are practising the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. This is not impersonal stuff. This is very personal. This forgiveness is not sentimentality. It is a hard edge living out of the gospel that we believe. This forgiveness is not a moral shrug of the shoulders, okay, yeah, I'll forgive them, God. It is a white hot flame that lets them off the offence and it's forged by the cross of this baby Jesus. Forgiveness will trump justice every time. Forgiveness is greater than justice every time. Forgiveness is stronger than justice every time. So what I want you to do today over lunch is to remember that forgiveness trumps justice every time in all the relationships you're about to encounter. May the Lord bless you. We're going to stand and sing one more carol before we continue.
1: we we'll Why don't we give Jesus a hand? Hey, Merry Christmas. I'd just like to quickly pray for you all before we head off to our Christmas days. Lord, I just thank you for everybody that's here. And I pray that today and over the next week, there'll just be your hand of protection over everybody in this place, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that forgiveness trumps justice, Lord. We thank you for that for our lives. Lord, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next year at 10 a.m.